0: Coming up next, it's Rock the Dog with David Reed Watson on Firebrand Radio. Rocking your world
1: 24-7. Welcome to Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk. Cat and Dave here. I'm going to change that intro because you've been on the show how many times? Three, four times? couple, yeah. A couple times? Yeah, and it's it's not fair to just say, David Reed Watson, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm a single entity here. I'm not. Um We're going to get into a a few things this evening. Um, First, I would like to say thank you, Micah Pigeon, for coming on our show last week and talking about cranial sacral work. You know, we're diving deep into the well, into the abyss and trying to figure ourselves out, Um, trying to figure out our political system right now, really. I mean, I I didn't watch the debates. I, I kind of refused to. Well, I mean, number one, we don't have... TV, so where we don't watch TV. We do have a TV down down the basement to watch movies and stuff like that. Um, but social media and stuff like that, we kind of stay off of. But um, while I was at work, I work at a, a bike shop right now. Um, and at work, we were playing NPR, and they played the whole debate, and I could not believe what a shit show it was. It was just just this you know this big mouth just talking over everybody i don't care if you're left wing right wing or whatever it's you know there's common decency in a debate to allow people to speak their point of view instead of putting people down i mean that's just my take
2: yeah i i caught the the highlights um and uh, i was very underwhelmed by the the whole process it just didn't it, 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 I learned absolutely
1: nothing I, I, I exactly I learned absolutely nothing um, we're going to play some music and we're going to come back to you I think this is a very appropriate song for right now because what we're trying to do is with this show is trying to elevate people's consciousness this is the winery dogs with the song elevate <laughs>
2: We Zeus to- Bark, and uh, we were listening to Elevate by The Winery Dogs, and Passage, and Talk Talk by A Perfect Circle. So, coming back here, what, uh, what, what was coming to my mind here is that um, I'm not sure about you know how closely everyone else uh watches you know the Zeus. political arena in the US Zeus, come on. he
1: doesn't like politics no he doesn't
2: we're obviously at this uh important point we're about a month out from elections and it came to me here just thinking about it that i'm actually i'm torn i'm torn really between my you know my desire to do my civic duty and cast a vote for a candidate um that i think best uh, represents the di- direction I'd like to see things go here in the US over the next four years and the fact that my choices are limited um, to what appears to be you know two and um, neither of those people nor the parties really um, represent me and um, and what I think I don't think either of them are capable of bringing, uh, healing to our country uh, with all that's going on and I was curious what you thought of that David
1: um, I'm I think that and, and um, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and and there was a guy on there and he said, he said um, any leader needs to sit down and do 12 sessions of mushrooms or ayahuasca <laughs> before they can serve office um, yeah, both parties really suck right now. It's, um, you know, I always vote Green Party, I, sh- I shouldn't say always. You know, I, I've, I've pretty much gone with the Green Party most of the time and um, been chastised by friends telling me that I threw away my vote many times, but I vote my conscience. Um, this one, I don't know because. I, I, I'm so adamant to get Trump out of office myself but at the same time you know I we're such a divided country how can we actually get bring our country together that would be the big focus because if the Democrats win we're gonna you saw all the white supremacists all the white supremacists that follow Trump that, you know, he, he said to them in the debate, he goes, stand down, stand by, which is scary. You know, you've got a bunch of bikers out there and I'm part of the biker community pretty much um, that are like, we're, we'll revolt. You know, we'll start a civil war if Trump doesn't go into office. And then you got Trump himself saying, I I might stay in office you know I might I might so even if the Democrats win what happens then you know
2: well you have to you have to remember who they're in bed with you know Gates yeah mandated vaccines
1: right so we have that going against us as well now okay then the other thing we have to bring up we have to recognize it right after the debates Trump was diagnosed with COVID now whether that was a plot or not it doesn't matter it's already set in motion you know regardless of the truth of it it doesn't matter unless, unless something comes out in the next month or so saying oh you know what it was a lie Unless that happens, which I doubt that'll happen because that never happens in politics. They never, ever come out and say they're sorry, ever. Do you think another option
2: is going to come out of the woodwork somewhere? Revolution. <laughs> is that an option? <laughs> I mean, a party
1: option. A uh, uh, party option. A choice. So. No, I don't think. I mean, I would love me personally. You uh, know, like I said, uh, I normally vote Green Party, but I would really love to see Maryam Williamson, yes, you know, get into office, or uh, or or Buttigieg, you know, there's a a gay military guy. I think that would be a great choice, but again, the the people that are against homosexuality or whatever would never ever do that. So, is there somebody out there? That everybody could agree on, I yeah. think that is like the big question, and and the answer, the only answer I have is no. <laughs> you know, I mean that's, oh God, yeah, we're 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 down a, a path that I don't even know. I, I mean, <laughs> I say I say that like I've I have the answers in the past, <laughs> but no.
2: I don't. Uncharted territory. I mean, what anything ki- can happen after that, after that uh, election.
1: I think, uh, um, you know, back in the 60s, it was left up to the kids, you know, the music and stuff like that. And revolution was in their minds and they empowered themselves, you know, Martin Luther King and stuff like that. But do we have that kind of charisma? any now you know we don't have any of the Neil Young's or the Crosby Stills Nashes, or we don't have that one song that came up you know when you know pretty much when Kent State when the Kent State shootings happened and you know Buffalo Springfield came out uh, I I take it back when Crosby Stills and Nash came out you know with their song uh, about four dead in Ohio that like set off a, 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 a revolution you know it wasn't a, a fighting revolution it was a revolution of, of kids going nope nope we're not going to have this anymore do the kids have that
2: well their votes are believe me there is political entities working on garnering their votes but but Are our kids in this generation the best ones to make a decision on a political person to lead our country? Some kids are very responsible. They're great. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of entitled kids that are just distracted from what's real in life. And Mm. they're... They're all on social media where their algorithms are being tracked and they're finding out how to get to these kids and purchasing yeah. what they want, what, what they think kids will respond to. And
1: I don't, you know I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if we have a chance, a snowball's chance in hell for this coming election. I think it's going to be, as much as I hate to even think this, it's going to be four more years of Trump. Um, but I guess for the future of that, if people, all we can do, I think, you know, on on this kind of platform or a music platform is to get ready for the next time around and not be caught off guard again. I mean, COVID caught us completely off guard and nobody was prepared. Everyone was just like, okay, this is, we, we're, we're you know, we're... The election's coming up and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be starting a grassroots thing. We had touched on that before. Starting a grassroots program for the next four years. So that everyone's ready for the next four years. That next, Because if everybody turns around and says, no, I don't want this. I mean, here's the thing about politics that we know for sure. Is that if the people aren't for it. The, the politicians will change to conform to you know what the people want if everybody does it right now everyone's so scattered so I think I think the only thing we can do right now is you know we're talking four more years of Trump okay I've, 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 I've got that set in my head I've got four more years of Trump we got to get people off of social media or at least revise social media like you and I we just joined um, a new platform called MeWe. Now, MeWe was introduced to me a couple years ago when I was in Las Vegas and I didn't pay much of atten- attention to it because it's like, oh, another Facebook, another, I don't care about that. I don't need that. But from what we've read, and I don't know if it's completely true yet because I haven't delved completely into it, but this platform, they don't allow advertisement or anything like that it's people controlling it now whether that changes in the future I think didn't didn't we read that um, they're talking like 10 million people being on it by the end of 2020 is that what I it think
2: was there's what is there 8 million now and they're yeah. looking at 40 million
1: that's it yeah that's right so 40 million people on me we by 20 the end of 2020 Which would be great because, you know, you and I remember, the kids don't remember, but you and I remember when MySpace, you know. But MySpace really wasn't much of a political platform, you know. It never went that way. It was mostly music, but there were a lot of people on it. And then it just went belly up one day. Everybody just vacated MySpace and went to Facebook. They're like, yeah, we're done and moved right to MySpace, right to Facebook. Pretty much overnight, it seemed. So it's possible.
2: And I talked to people, you know, in my life that, that hate Facebook. And then they said, you know, it's a love hate. They love the idea of it, but what it's turned into, they hate and they want out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been going on Facebook just to talk to the Firebrand team, you know, uh, here on the radio station. But for the most part, I just disable my account after I talk to them and, and do all that. I just, I get off of that platform completely, you know. I, I, and I people say, well, just don't go on it. I want to, I think, I just want to make a statement. I want people to, you know, if they're looking for me or whatever, and they go to my page and go, oh my God, he deleted his account. I want people to know that. I don't want them to just go to my page and go, oh, he hasn't been around in a while. No, I want to make a statement saying, I'm out, I'm checking out, I want to get rid of it completely. I mean, if I could, I would get rid of Messenger. You know, but we're so ingrained, like everybody's on Messenger. Everybody, our families are on Messenger. You know, the only way I talk to my brother really is on Messenger and I've, you know, for a m- long time, I've been telling people, you know, people that I don't really know. I won't give out my phone number, but people that I, I kind of know a little bit. It, um, I just say, you know, uh, get me on like Signal or WhatsApp. But even Paul and my guitar player from Alchemy Fire were like, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Instagram's owned by Facebook. Yep. They're, they're controlling almost all the media where... They're not giving us much of a choice just like the election <laughs> yeah so i i don't know well us
2: clever people will have to find alternatives
1: and there are a lot of clever people out there you know um you know i i encourage everyone to you know get in touch with us i mean no we're i know i'm not on facebook per se but i do have my pages up we have the uh, rock the talk radio cat's still on Facebook you know you can contact her on the page you know on, again on the, on, the, um, on the rock the talk radio page do that and you know ask some of these questions because you know all this brain that's what it's going to take it's going to take all of us people brainstorming and coming up with ideas instead of just going off ah, being led
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, we're kind of fucked you know, no, we got to we got to start these grassroots programs and get together and start saying, OK, we can do this. We can do this together. Getting people together that, you know, with that, with the um, with the Social Dilemma movie or with Thrive, which we watched. Thrive. Was,
2: we'll talk about that later. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's, you know, Thrive has areas there to get. You know uh, these these showings where you could, you know, download the movie and have a showing at your house. Get all your friends together and sit down, make popcorn, put on your masks or not, and watch the movie and have discussions afterwards. You know, like old Tupperware parties, right? (laughs) Yeah, without the orange jello and (laughs) the bad snacks. (laughs) The bad snacks.
2: Maybe have a drink or two with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's start getting together and, you know, getting together with our neighbors and stuff and saying, okay, people, you know, I'm not sure if you believe this or not, because it's almost impossible, as you know, to get people on Facebook to even listen to you. I mean, it's the me, 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 me show for every, everybody, you know? Yeah. It's like, unless you're showing a a puppy or a kitten.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yep. You know?
2: Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk more about that. We've got some great music um, coming up, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. It's, I'm kind of at a loss of words, you know. Um, I mean, you're listening to us right now on Firebrand Radio, but share it with your friends, Firebrand radio dot online you can find us at facebook on rock the talk radio you know uh, shoot on a message to us mm-hmm.
3: As the sun was rising, came without a warning. The sound of the uprising, gunfire in the street, women and children crying, the crush of marching feet, men and young boys. Die the heart of every nation yeah darkness fills the night she tries to steal your soul away killing the sunlight she spreads the shadow
1: The talk aka Walk Your Talk, Cat and Dave here. What a powerful freaking song that is! The Firm from the album Mean Business that came out in 1986. That's when I got out of the Marines, it was 1986. And what a powerful impact that had on me in my rock and roll career to come after that. My guy, whoo! Um, before that, we heard a song from the uh, Garden State soundtrack. If you haven't seen that movie, Definitely go see it. Uh, Natalie Portman. It was an amazing song about this kid in New Jersey. He has to go back and see his 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 uh, dad because his mom just passed away, and he's so hyped up on drugs. Um, I'm talking medicated, like because his dad wanted him to stay medicated and keep him numb so he wouldn't have any feelings. And the whole movie is about getting your feelings back, and uh, the song there um, was uh, from a band called Zero Seven and called. Waiting line with uh, Sophie Barker singing. And then we started this out with a band called My Morning Jacket from their album called Evil Urges. The song was Touch Me, I'm Gonna Scream, part one. And now we're back. We are back. We're live. (laughs) And uh, while we're, um, the Cerebra one was sitting here just jotting down. I'm just watching her write (laughs) a novel what were what, what you I writing
2: notes i live off a list i make lots of I notes i know you, are, take you notes. are
1: you are a list person i'm more of a lisp person oh god okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> well one of the things that i you know when we left we talked about you know the fact that there isn't a lot that we can change right now except ourselves and so um i was just thinking about the fact that you know as we're sitting, as we're sitting by here, and this is a very pivotal time, obviously, in American history, uh, watching, waiting patiently to see um, what happens. Um, we also can, we can also be that sh- the change that we want to see. You know, everyone mm-hmm. knows that saying; it's a great saying. Um, and so I was, you know, I was thinking about what that means to me in my life, and I was going to ask David what he what it means to him in his life.
1: Well, I want to hear what it means to you in your life.
2: Um, Well, for me, it means um, loving the people in my life who resonate with me and need me. Um, Mm -hmm. We all have people that have fallen away. There's a lot of division right now, and um, that gives you more time to focus hard on the people who actually love you, want to be part of your life, and need you. Um, appreciating all the good things that we have. I mean, even, even when there's hard, hard times or, or one thing that's not going well, there's probably 10, 15 other things that are, and you have to remember those things and be appreciative. And so that's what I try to do is appreciate the good things going on. The fact that I have a job. I mean, there's people without a job. I'm Mm -hmm. lucky. I consider myself very lucky to have a job and a great, a great place to work. Um... Taking pleasures. We took a great fall walk this morning with the dog and, I mean, just (laughs) taking, like, enjoying those small, simple pleasures. Just, it was fun and it was just, it was just what we need, you know, just to get out, get out in the fresh air.
1: Oh, Um, yeah. What about the zucchini?
2: Yeah. And then just, that was another thing is, um, is being a good steward of our earth. You know, we can't do much about politicians and what they're going to do to our earth. Mm-hmm. You know we we can try, but we can't make them make good policies for us we We can only try, but we can also from our own standpoint do good things like we we built a garden and we're mm. we ate some vegetables just today from our garden, which was really really cool we We've created a compost we've yeah. um you know we've done some things and put some things in place we recycle and we try to do as much as we can from right where we are um mm-hmm.
1: We we shame people who wear masks. Yes, I know. I'm just kidding. No. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> no, we giggle at them a little bit. We giggle,
1: we... we giggle. giggle at the ones driving in their cars. Yes, perfectly the, the healthy JP, wearing a mask. JP Sears says, "I'm a good citizen because I drive in my car with my mask on and I'm protecting myself from myself." Anyway, I, not not to beat on you people that do wear masks uh, because I have to, I have to wear one. At work as well, you know, and, I, and I'll do it um, to make other people feel comfortable. But as far as that, that goes, I don't, yeah, I'm not buying it. Um, I want to get back to, so.
2: So, so just the exercise, you know, I believe in exercise and try to get a certain amount every week. I try to do my best to get it in um, and just taking care of my mental health, you know, yeah. Talking, meditating, reading, mm-hmm. and so I was on just curious what some of the things that you do
1: too. Um, I I follow you. <laughs> you poor thing! <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, I have I have this tendency, and I, I'm kind of a fatalist when it comes to my feelings. It's like, um, okay, um, the world's going to end because I just felt this. Um, I know it's not true, but it takes me a bit to get over it, but. You know, the world, my world just stops when something goes wrong. It's just, I guess, the way I'm wired. Um, The first song that we listened to um, in this last set from My Morning Jacket, we're sitting there reading the lyrics, and I just came to appreciate Cat even more because one of the the, uh, main things in here was, I need a human right by my side, untied. And that is what is so cool is she's not tied down to any firm belief. She is um, she's like uh, you know the the wind. You know it's it's we we see the things that come into our life. We adapt to them. We say this works for me. This doesn't work for me. And we try to be good stewards as well. And it's nice to have somebody like that in my life that. That actually, um, we all need those people. I guess what I'm trying to say here is, you know, what do I do? I do the same things, you know, the, the garden, the exercise, the mental health. The, the um, um, Even though she's a much better meditator than I am, my meditations are grabbing my guitar and going downstairs and, and playing songs. You know, um, my voice is my meditation. So I'll, I'll, I'll go and... Uh, I'll do that, and I'll sing, and I'll sing, and I'll sing, and I'll sing for hours, um, and I'm oh every nine times out of ten, right? I'll come upstairs, and I'm 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 cool. It's like I've uh, it's like okay, I got my ya uh, yahs out, and I'm 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 coherent again, and I can actually have a real conversation, <laughs> and I'm not being a jackass anymore or anything like that. I guess the thing is, is we all. We all have our moments and we all become a jackass here and there. It's how long do those moments last? I guess that's the biggest thing, you know. If your moments are lasting weeks or months or years, maybe it's time to change up your practice, right? Yeah, um, but if
2: it's moments and you're rolling with it and you're ro- rolling out of it, right. that's you're on the right track it seems like the best you know the more that we can be adaptable right now and be patient and be patient with each other is, mm. is gonna be huge since there's so much division um you want to make sure you don't have division at home
1: another thing i do is um i like to i like to read out loud um and it it's perfect because um cat likes to listen you know and um I I've always been that guy, even even when I was going to school when I was a kid, I I had to read out loud. Otherwise, I couldn't digest it. If I read it in my head, I, w- I found that I would read it over and over and over again. Like I, I could read the same page like four times. Um, yeah. we're <laughs> Pardon us. We're watching a whole family of of mask wearers go right across. It's like it's like we just attracted them. We just attracted them. Interesting. <laughs> and they're all wearing black, so black masks matter. That's what they're—they're they're all wearing black. Oh masks. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, I want to get into the book that we're reading because I think it's really, really interesting. It um, is. It's where is that book? Do, you, do we have it here?
2: It's the Book of Spirit.
1: Oh it's called. yes, yes. And Jordan River, Jordan River is the writer, and um, when that book came out, when he was looking for people to—I've always watched spirit science. And I encourage anybody to go watch Spirit Science, especially if you're into cartoons, because he he, he does all these caricatures himself, and I was listening to him uh, a few years back, you know, um, and I, I always gravitated toward these little um, uh, YouTube videos that he would do, so when he came out saying, hey, I'm writing a book and I need people to help me out, it was like a Patreon thing or whatever, I was like, hell yeah, I want to read that. And I'm glad I got it because now we have that book. And finally after, I think I got that book in 2018. And here it is 2020. And I'm reading it now. And the, it's captivating. Like usually we'll, I'll read her a chapter at night and then she's usually snoring. (laughs) And by the end of it, I'll say, did you did you catch that yeah 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 <laughs> or, or she'll tell me she's very good at telling me I um, um, uh, can yeah I, I need to go to sleep we need to read this later <laughs> so that so this book I mean like I said it's captivating what have you what, what what have you gotten from this already because we're we're flying through this book I mean we're almost halfway through this this big book
2: well first of all if anyone gets a chance to watch uh, YouTube plant uh, what is it the is it um, spirit science yes spirit science videos do it because it is a, it's it's a yes it's done in the form of cartoons which makes it very Uh, digestible but it's it's really just the marrying of science and the mysteries that we know of of in the universe and the things that we all the questions we can't answer and um it's really cool if you get a chance to watch those pull them up watch them um from the book what i've gotten so far is um I've learned a lot about our, you know, some of the, some of the ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. and uh, some of their, some of the things that they've written down and um, that have been kept and retained on, you know, scrolls and so forth. And they've been able to kind of piece together some things about our planetary origins and, um, And it brings up a lot of actual questions for me. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about the planets, of of course. Um, But also, it also makes me wonder about some of the things that, you know, have been written down. Are are they really, really meant to be literal? Or are they meaning something different? Something more Mm -hmm. cosmic and, and planetary and evolutionary, you know, at the beginning than than physical things that actually happened and people that actually existed, you know. Were these, you know, ancient deities, were they really just planets and was it just civilizations, early civilizations way of explaining the things that we experience all the time on the planet, you know, the the seasonal changes, um, events, large events on the planet, you know. Were they really, you know, a god or a deity? You know, stomping their feet, or was it really an earthquake? You know, it was just so it brings up a lot of questions about um what's out there for you know explanations of of different gods and from different perspectives and different areas of the world and different religions and going backwards. So I'm learning a lot about that and. And actually, for me, it just brings up a lot of questions about Jesus, mm. <laughs> a lot of questions. Uh, you know, not in a bad way, not questioning, not questioning Jesus in a bad way, but just like, I want to learn more about this dude. He's very interesting. Yep. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And we're about what, halfway through the book.
1: About halfway through the book. And uh, um, yeah, the whole the whole thing on Jesus um I've always, you know, uh, coming from, you know, when I was a kid, my mom sent us to a born-again Christian camp and stuff like that. And I completely, you know, veered a different direction. I was like, I was more Black Sabbath, you know, than I was Striper. It, no offense, Oz. Um, but, you, you know, I, I, I just, it, it, saying the word Jesus just gave me the heebie-jeebies because it was, it was very dogmatic. And I'm not dogmatic at all. I don't I don't buy into dogma not even one little bit. And where'd that come from, I, you know? And so uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's – I'll, I'll always I, – I, I jump back to the service all the time. And, uh, you know, for those of you that don't really care about that, or whatever, I, I, I get it. I, I. When I talk about the Marines, I'm more talking about um, – my opportunity to travel around the world as that's what it gave me. And you know, I was 17, eight, I was 18 years old and I had gone to Denmark for my first time. Um, and you know, I got to see all of Europe when I was 18, 19 years old. And then I went over the far East and I got to, uh, see the Eastern religions and the Eastern philosophies and, you know, everything that I was taught when I was a kid about, about Jesus, that I didn't buy anyways. I got, I got some validation of you know if anything he made may have been a really cool guy you know he may have been may have been somebody that that um you know had some great ideas but even saying that now after reading part of this book it's like like you're saying it was like was Jesus even a person or was it just a an idea you know, was it just a, a a philosophy, and they used a person because that's what we understand. You know, like they, they gave a correlation of um, uh, Buddha, Jesus, Dionysus. You know, all these characters without within history might have actually been the same person or the same story adapted and then then when they start getting into when he starts getting into the 12 disciples being constant you know being planets and constellations you know and woo.
2: that just makes that makes that uh you know that time period either those people are very so primitive that Mm -hmm. they created 12 apostles to represent planets because they couldn't explain what was happening on in the world you know um or, or uh, I don't know. I the te- it, I go back to the teachings. You know, if you focus on uh, Jesus and the particulars of what one person or two persons say it says in the Bible about his life, you know, mm-hmm. he did this at this time and this happened at this time. And you know, if you focus too hard on that, then you, you then you're stuck with that story only. But like, if you just focus on his teachings, right. You can just, you can feel that they resonate with whatever's good inside of us. Yeah. And so that's, that's what, so that's like, those, those are the things that I can grab onto. And that's, that, that's, that's
1: what, positive. That's what Jordan actually, um, and other people talk about it. It's not just Jordan, but Jordan uh, in, in this book talks about it is that Christ consciousness. That Christ consciousness is not an actual individual the Christ is not Jesus you know the Christ is not Buddha the Christ is not Dionysus it's not these individual people it's it's a it's a it's it's a, a philosophy it's a it's a belief system of you know like it says in a lot of the great teachings it's you know do unto others yes. you know like treat people like you would want to be treated it's 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 a it's a common it's a common language throughout. Love
2: thy neighbor as you love yourself.
1: Right, it's a common language without all within through all religions.
2: Mm-hmm. And it can resonate with anybody and everybody because those are the things that we deeply everybody wants in life is to love and be loved.
1: You know, so uh, you, you can hang on to those. You talked about um, translations and stuff like w- when I was a kid. Um, One of the translations was the money is the root of all evil and come to find out that the actual translation, if you translate it correctly, it's the love of money is the root of all evil.
2: And you can see that in the world today. It is the yeah. love of money that strays people from being the person that they could be or should be, treating people the way they would like to be treated. Yeah. It's the love of money, not money itself.
1: It's like, a, it's an addiction. It would be like the love of sex. It would be, it's gonna destroy you. The love of, the, the you know, the she's rolling her eyes here. That's, you knew I was gonna say that, right? <laughs> okay, not sex. But the, the the love of heroin, yes, or the, you know what I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to kill you. Yeah. it's going to kill you. Same thing with the love of money; it's going to it's going to blind you. You know, where that's all. So all these people that are saying, "How can these people they, they make so much money and they you know they're so wealthy as it is? Why do they need more? They need more because they're freaking addicted. Greedy, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, greed is—the addiction of of money. One one of these uh, key phrases out there, and it was it Aristotle or was it um, Plato? Was it Plato? Yeah, you're right. It was Plato who said he was he was talking to the the Egyptian um, council, right? And he was saying, you know, we have to be careful when we write this down because. It, It's going to be bastardized when it goes to the Greek language because the Greek is a very harsh, ugly language Mm -hmm. in comparison to our language, which he was talking about Egyptian, where it's a very, you know, loving and spiritual and many multifaceted meanings in every word. So, uh, so that was back in, that was back in Plato's day going from Egyptian to Greek. And then Greek to whatever language went from there. getting bastardized down to English. So how much of that Bible or Koran or Torah or any of those books are even remotely legit? There's a phrase for that. Lost in translation. (laughs) Did you ever ever see the the movie Johnny Dangerously? I don't think so. Okay. It was with uh, Joe Piscopo and... and, um, I forget the main character, but um there uh, the main character Johnny dangerously is in he's in prison and he's a gangster, you know? He's in he's in prison with all of his all of his buddies, and there's a big long table that they're eating, you know, dinner on. And somebody says at the end of the table, it's like, hey, Johnny's mom's sick, pass it down. And by the time it got down to Johnny, it was like, hey, Johnny. Your mom just held up a bank and killed 14 people. And he looks at the guy who says this and goes, what? My mom's sick. And they all look at him. And he goes, I know how these rumors start. It's, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's a, the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like it's the story, you know, uh, back in those days, back in Plato's days and, and Aristotle and you know, these Greek philosophers, philosophers, they were very much into storytelling. Native Americans, as well, they were very much into storytelling, and not really elaborating, not not making their own version, like like my jokes, right?
2: Letting people come to their own conclusion, right?
1: Like my jokes are like, <laughs> they're it's a Davism. I tell jokes like I tell my, my, like my dad tells them. It's kind of like dad you're, jokes, bad dad jokes, bad dad jokes. You're. You're like, that wasn't the original joke, was it? No, 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 but I kind of adapted it for myself. In the oral traditions back then, they didn't do that. It was like they memorized complete stories, they memorized complete books, and you know, we've lost that. I mean, you know, I can't remember what I had.
2: And greed. Uh, there was huge libraries back then of mm. all different teachings and all the different religions, teachings and um, and things having to do with mysticism. And there were there were central places where people could go to learn about all the different all the different things out there. And and it was the Roman Empire, greed, mm. you know, greed of land, greed of money, and a greed of power. You know, being greedy. They, they literally destroyed these places and the, a lot of the documents in them that you know that right now we wonder about. We're uh, wondering because they don't exist anymore. The Library of
1: Alexandria mm-hmm. They said that all, they would everyone would gather there uh, from all walks of life and congregate and, and learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember you know the book burnings. Remember remember record burnings in the yeah. 70s? Mm-hmm. remember there people are throwing away their albums and going oh i'll never listen to acdc again and burn their records and so, no man these are historical things if anything it's like it's kind of like the statue thing right in the south where you know they got a statue of robert e lee and it's like you know we're gonna tear it down and no 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 you what you're doing is you're just masking history you're 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 rewriting history You don't want to rewrite history. If anything, you want to learn from it, right? You want to put a plaque on it and say, "We used to believe that this was a good philosophy back then. We don't believe that anymore." But that's that, you know. But we're in the society of, you know, we need to treat we need to treat society like the like the caverns of of of, uh, of you know where where the Pope is
2: oh (laughs) you
1: know vatican the vatican we need to you know keep all that information yeah but keep it public god knows
2: what's stored there
1: i know i want to go through those catacombs so bad
2: i can only imagine kind of secrets are they've tucked away
1: well um joe rogan was talking about going going there to the vatican and he went down in the in the in the catacombs there He, he was fortunate enough to go down there and and um there was a huge pine cone, like this, and the and the uh, the priest or wh- whoever it was, the tour guide said to Joe Rogan, said, "Do you know what this is?" And Joe took a look at it. He goes, "That's a pineal gland." And the guy was like, "Yeah, exactly." So they know about all this stuff. Yeah. They, they know about all this language of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think it comes but down to
2: talk about stand, kneel, sit Well, you know um, Cross your arms if you haven't been to confession uh, All they do is You know, pump out dogma They don't talk about things, the real things
1: You know, back in uh, Early days of the United States For you people in Europe um, You know, we have a thing over here um, um, When we vote You know, there's a popular vote and then there's, electoral, the electoral vote. Now the electoral vote was um, that was that was started because they were like, we don't want a bunch of dumb farmers, you know, um, voting. What do they know about politics? Blah blah blah. It's kind of like the same thing as religion. It's like these people, nah, I don't think they, I don't think they could handle. They're not
2: sophisticated enough to know what's really going exactly. on. Exactly,
1: we're the sophisticated ones. We know we know what's going on. We we can. We can handle this stuff. These people can't. You know, in this information age, it's amazing how much information we have that we don't tap into. We're more interested in, you know, seeing cat videos and dog videos. Not that there's anything wrong with cat or dog videos. They're, They're pretty cool, too. But, you know, there's a time and a place. But we've got so much knowledge at our fingertips that we can research and develop you know go into and find out with complete awe and we have the time now in COVID that we, we can do this mm-hmm. you know not everybody's working you and I are working so we don't really get as much time as we'd like I don't but I
2: actually do I don't have to get dressed I don't have to drive in I don't have to drive home she's sitting I've here gotten... naked
1: right now yeah
2: right and uh and so I have bought my – this has bought me time to do more things for myself mm-hmm. that I have put off or that I've wanted to dig into than I ever have had the opportunity to do.
1: We took we took um, one of the bedrooms here uh, when her daughter went out and, and ventured out on her own, and we took that room and we – it's a, it's a shrine, you know Yeah, I've got my guitars hanging in there But, you know, we have incense We've got stones We've got a Reiki table And uh, we've got a, a radio in there That we can hook up our iPods to iPods, to, do they still have us And we hook up our phones too With Reiki music And and turn on the, the salt lamps Himalayan so, yeah Yep, and just zone out It's kind of like a sanctuary you know, and we know that it's a cool sanctuary because where do the animals go?
2: They live. They hang in there. They sleep in there. They. We can't keep them out.
1: That's right. That's because they feel that energy. You know, mm-hmm. we've got the crystal ball underneath, underneath the rake. Rickety- so, you know, if you can set up one of these sanctuaries in your own home, really, just a place that's like not your bedroom, not your kitchen. You know, not your dining room or anything like that, but just a a sanctuary that you can go and exactly just space out, meditate, you know, get those answers to those questions that you have. And it's, it's amazing when you do and you, and you kind of, you know, lock yourself into these places and you're in there all the time. I I know (laughs) you're in there all the time it's like in between work it's like you're in there doors
2: closed you don't know i could be knitting i could be doing anything
1: is is that no is that is this the sweater you're wearing right now no (laughs) i'm not (laughs) i'm like i'm not knitting i lie but you know (laughs) that's pretty neato the neato knitter um we've been talking a lot i want to get back to some more music um but when we come back you know what I really want to talk a little bit more about that that movie we saw. You know the the social dilemma. Okay. You know that and Thrive Two. Those were pretty important movies. Oh yeah. You know, um, and you know what's funny is I've talked to people that have watched it, and they were like, ah, yeah, that's kind of boring. And I'm, I don't. I, maybe we're just weirdos, and and we're just i don't i don't know i don't know but when we come back we're gonna you know talk about some more stuff you know um i i haven't thrown out any of the pr stuff because i i say you know usually find us on facebook and i've kind of taken myself off of facebook i mean cat's still on facebook um and i our page is still on facebook it's uh it's Rock the Talk Radio on Facebook, um, and Firebrand Radio is also on Facebook. But um, we also have our own websites. So you know, I've got my davidreadwatson.com website. I've I've got the one for my Reiki and cat. Actually, you know, you should push this. I, no. No.
0: <laughs>
1: no. No. She's not very shy. Are you yeah. shy about it?
2: In this regard, only.
1: In this regard, okay.
2: You know that. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? If you go to davidreedwatson.com, I'll I'll I'll, I'll have a link to the website there. So okay. I think it's adorable. I think it's good. It's good stuff.
2: It's the creative. It's the creative side of me. The creative mind. I'm always creating and building and thinking of what I can do you know mm-hmm. I'm always doing and wanting to do things so. you're, you're you know one
1: thing I, you know now that she's a Reiki master as well she's a really powerful soul and one thing that is amazing about this woman is she is a master manifester like she just oh, okay alright it's like no big deal you just whatever you want to create it's there there's no, there's no. Uh, that's too much. Nope, nope. It's just, it's done. That is pretty cool. That is pretty Thank cool. You. Yeah, and that's what you're holding back from this world. These, you, get, you know. But I'm not. Well, you're teaching me, which is great. But you know, what about the masses?
2: Mm, I'm kind of sharing about what I'm about. And She's kicking me right I, now. How I how I
1: operate. (laughs) Uh, Going all the way back to Greece. This is... I I love this song. Um, I know a lot of people don't like her. But I absolutely adore this woman. I did back in the 80s. Um, She's Irish. She's very feisty. And her name's Sinead O'Connor. And this song is called Troy. Ray, rock the Talk A.K.A. Walk Your Talk You can find us on FirebrandRadio.online We will be back in a little bit I
4: remember it Dublin in a rainstorm We're Sitting in the long grass In
0: the summer Keeping warm
4: Every restless night We were so young then We thought that everything We could possibly do was right And we moved Stolen from our very eyes and I wonder where you went to And tell me When did the light die? You'll return, let me, Phoenix from the
0: flame.
1: Talk, aka Walk Your Talk, Dave and Cat here. What a fantastic song! Shooting Star, song Last Chance. Um, words of wisdom, right? Yeah, for sure.
2: All the way around.
1: It's kind of like a last chance to be good to yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, those are some serious words of wisdom because it's we could die anytime. And And like I could croak right now on the show.
2: You need to live your life to the fullest. So yeah. yeah. So in the next few minutes, do not die on your show. Just keep.
1: Yeah, the whole "do it later" thing kind of is is a little bit. It doesn't. It doesn't work. I don't think. I don't think I've ever lived that way. But you know, I guess it's. Although you know, it's probably not too financially sound. Those aren't words of wisdom for if you want to be poor like me, Um, but those definitely words of wisdom in uh, in the sense that um, you know, geez, what else can I say? What can I say? No, I'm actually asking you, cat Oh, okay. but say <laughs> Oh, I thought it was rhetorical. Okay. No,
2: no, I just, you know, it's a spirit of living, of of appreciating every moment and not taking anything for granted. That's um, that's what the song is.
1: Yeah. About. Yeah, that's true. And and you know, um, before that, I, I, you know, I honestly, I'd never heard that song before. I don't know is it, if it's a Minnesotan thing.
2: No, I don't think so. Is, is it? No, it's not a Minnesotan thing.
1: It's not a Minnesotan mm-hmm. thing. Okay. No,
2: you betcha. You... It's not. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> so it's uh, before that. So I heard that song that Kat had Kat had played for me. And before that, we played a song that Kat had never heard. Mm-hmm. And it was my old band from Colorado. Um, my old band, Shallow Man Down. And the song "Believe in Me," that and, was great. Oh,
2: thank my you. God, the vocalist on that—I don't know who he was. But I don't know who awesome. he was
1: either. They should hire him back.
0: Yeah. He kicks ass.
1: Hear that, Matt? Hear that? No okay. Yeah. That—that <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I loved the studio we recorded in too. It was Summit Studios in um, in Parker, Colorado. And looking outside the the, the it was like a bay window where the control booth was, it you could just see the Rocky Mountains and it was in the winter when we recorded this. So it was well, it was probably fall, but you could see the snow capped mountains. So when I was singing, I'm looking at these mountains, it was like, how could you not sing good? You know? Yeah. Wow. And speaking of singing good before that, another song that Kat had never heard before uh-huh. it was a song from uh Sinead O'Connor from her album The Lion and the Cobra. A song called troy there is no other troy for me to burn
2: oh man great song i liked it
1: it was heavy Mm -hmm. you should have kept the lights on and you wouldn't have seen that's oh my god what a a a horribly great song Mm -hmm. it's very very deep stuff Mm -hmm. um so we all we've only got like 15 minutes or so left on the show so uh you know what? What do you want to talk about now, Cat?
2: Uh, the movie Thrive. Yes, Thrive. Thrive uh, is out. You know, Thrive Two is now out, and we mm-hmm. saw Thrive Two. Right. And um, one of the things that uh, that movie kind of highlighted is, yes, there's all of these things going on. What can we do about them? And so, um, I just wanted to touch on some of the things that we can do about the things that in the world that we're seeing, you know, the centralization of banks, the consolidation of media, um, and control of media. Um, just, uh, there's just some, a, a bunch of things going on and there's a bunch of things we can actually do about it. So that, mm-hmm. that, that would be a good way to end the show is just with what we can do about it.
1: Okay. Okay. So you want to hit some of those points?
2: Yeah. Um, Let's see. Opportunities that we have right now that we can do to offset the, you know, the globalization, the shrinking of of down to just a a few operators controlling everything is banking locally. Mm. Seems like a, you know, we all use different banks. Um, Some of us use big banks, national banks, international banks, um, which tap into the central bank Uh, banking locally shortcuts that a little bit so banking at your local bank i think i think that's important
1: because i've been you you've seen the troubles that i've had and um i lived on credit cards for a while after i left las vegas and when i went to europe and stuff like that i didn't necessarily have an income you know or whatever income i had was very sparse so um You know, when I got back from Europe and I, you know, I worked on the cruises and I I started getting a job and I started paying my bills again, paying back these debts that I had. And then COVID hit, which kind of leveled everything out for everybody. Nobody could do it. And I remember calling, you know, I get I get these kind of blanket emails from these banks saying to me, um, you know, we want, you know, because of COVID, we want to work with you. Let's see if we can work out this. Situation: We know that you don't have any income coming in right now. So let's see what we can do. So I I called them and I said, um, this is one of the banks. I called one of the banks. I said, okay, so I don't have an income right now. What can we do to offset this? And they go, well, what we'll do is we'll stop your payments until October. I go, okay, well, what about the interest? And they go, oh, no, no, no. The interest will still be compounded. And I go, well, what good does that do me? Yeah, at all. big
2: banks. They offer you absolutely
1: nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah, doing that... Um, what was the, what was that movie with... Uh, remember that old movie back in the 50s, 60s? Was it in the 50s or the 60s? Where... Um, is it A Wonderful Life? Remember? I'm going to look it up. I, I have the web here at my fingertips, so I'm going to look it up. Um, but It's A Wonderful Life was the name of the movie. Um Oh, wait, no, I take that back. It wasn't It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it was the same character, same same person, though. It was Jimmy Stewart, and Jimmy Stewart owned a bank. Remember that one? Um, and it was a small bank. And, okay, now it's ringing about. And the big bank was trying to, like, buy up everybody, and and all these people were leaving that little bank. You know, they're like, we want all our money back, and we're going to – it's like, well, wait, that's not how a – bank is supposed to operate you know a bank is supposed to operate uh you um you you put money into the bank it uses that money and gets interest on it and it so it loans to other people it's like a a communal actually
2: your money isn't actually sitting there in a vault somewhere right it's lent right back out and they are betting that you're not going to need all of it right back all at the same time everybody all at the same time right because so, they're using it to leverage and buy up more things that make money. Because banks are a business; they're not mm-hmm. a they're not a they're not a service.
1: Well, small banks are a service, like uh, you know, um, um, like we're with USAA, right? And that's military. Um,
2: Talking like credit
0: unions. That's or? a credit union.
1: Okay. Which a credit union is 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 more. For the people, by the people, kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're going to work with you to offer you all these services because we're a big community mm-hmm. where we've noticed the big banks. And I, I won't go too far into this because okay. I know you got no. you got a whole shopping list there. No, but the but the, <laughs> the 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 big banks are only about taking care of themselves True. and their investments. And raping us. I mean, we saw it happen in 2007, right? Yeah. 2007, 2008, yeah. when these banks went belly up. And then we had to bail them out. We bailed them out on the. Uh, on the yeah, because it was the expectation that once we get them back on their feet, then, you know, the money comes back to us. And it never did. It never did. Yeah. It never they just accumulated more and more houses and more are and lost. More.
2: And I guess that's too bad for all the people that lost houses. Um, there was there was a bailout for the banks, but not people who lost because of the whole the way the system was run. And,
1: and we have a problem right now in this country, and I don't know if it's a worldwide thing. I I'll have to look into that, but we have a problem in this country that um, that corporations are treated like individuals here.
2: Yes, yes, that is a problem.
1: Yeah, that how, how, how does that work? I mean, you're a businesswoman you mm-hmm. you understand money way more than I do. What? How how is how is that possible? Why did we set this up this way?
2: Probably to benefit business owners. Exactly. Probably to give tax breaks for the you know the highest percentage mm-hmm. earners.
1: Now I, I, I've talked to people about about tax breaks, you know? And a lot of people feel like if you make a ton of money you shouldn't be you shouldn't be taxed more. I understand that. I understand that. You shouldn't be penalized for making more profit, but when you're making more profit and it's hurting other people because of what you're doing, then it's a bit much. It's a you know, it's a little bit different than than us making a little bit more money to you know put food on the table and to disperse that money throughout our community but we're not seeing that with big business no, they're no. just they're just so okay so that was that was that on your list
2: so the other things that we can do uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier but grow your own food um buy from local farmers yes. um shortcut the you know the um the corporations, you know, spraying pesticides and um, doing things that to food that are harmful. The um, genetic
1: mm, The modification. Yeah,
2: modification yeah. of foods, GMOs. Um,
1: I don't know if you know this, cat, but o- over in Europe, Monsanto is is banned. It's not allowed.
2: Yeah, and we have not... We, have, we're, we need to get to that point, but we're not there yet. So one way to shortcut that is to... You know, grow your own fruit and buy from local farmers who are not using um, genetically modified um, products and um, also spraying, you know, the pesticides to make bumper crops and big profits.
1: Getting back to Monsanto really fast. Did you know that Monsanto changed their name?
2: What did they change it to?
1: They're Bear now.
2: Oh, that and then Bear used to be a pharmaceutical. Mm hmm. So maybe this is just a condensing. Maybe more and more we're going to see these mm-hmm. these um, organizations, pharmaceuticals condensing to so we so we've got just just monstrous enterprises. Mm-hmm. And that's not two, good. Two three that run all the different area all the different areas that affect our lives. You know, which is you're right, not good. Monopolies.
1: Well, we saw really that good. we saw that in when we on our show a couple. Weeks back, when we talked about uh, we talked about radio, we talked about television. You know, those are monopolies. True, and they aren't good. They don't serve the people because, you know, they're they get too big, and there's always one person that's like, "I want you to say this," and everybody else loses. So this top dog can make good money. That's not a good thing. That's not
2: no. Um, get involved in the politics and policies being generated in your area. Yes, you want more, we want more options. Mm-hmm. Create more options by getting involved um, at, at the base level and see if we can't get more people involved all the way up.
1: That's that's essentially what grassroots means. Yep, you know, it, it, it's it's starting out from the bottom and being part of a community you know um definitely being part of a community is huge I, I you know what i've traveled so much in my life and never set roots somewhere where i never gotten but my mom was was heavily involved with politics for a long time grassroots for sure um so she knew a lot about what was going on in the communities and and things like that and that's that is important stuff. That's definitely important stuff. It's okay. So I'm I'm learning things of of what I should do. I need to do. I,
2: uh, let's see. My last one that I have here is uh, look inside yourself and find ways to be inclusive and to build bridges with people that are diverse from you,
1: hmm. um,
2: and to shortcut the all that's going on with you know people being divided and polarized
1: being inclusive is um you can start you know right at work you know if if you're work if you're if you are working right now you can start with just the people around you Mm -hmm. just in general conversations and you know just like um you know don't make it the me show all the time right kind of be like so what do you think you know how you know how do you feel about this be inclusive but not in a fake way like really want to understand what that person's about you know understand what their culture's about you know we have we have a big problem and i think we're all guilty of it nowadays um we don't know our neighbors you know um recently i've been people have been i i've don't want to get too personal with it, but I I seem to have come across resources lately that I've been in an abundance of, and I've gone to neighbors to ask them if they would like to share in this abundance, um, and I get people running away from me.
2: Well, they're COVID scared, so yeah. it's, this is a weird time. So you got to do what you can do, and some of it is it is hard to do because everybody's sensitivity level to right. someone coming within six feet of them is different, which is unfortunate.
1: It, it is. It makes
2: a- it harder. It makes it more of a challenge. But that just means you need to work harder in your inner circle and work your way out as best you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the music community, it was like it was easy. It used to be easy because our inner circle it grew and grew and grew and grew. You know, the more you toured, the more you... Played out. You'd you'd have a voice where you can actually talk to these people, and we don't really have that now.
2: Well, no, much. not as much. But there is some things happening. Um, you know, I noticed um, local H is is mm-hmm. put something out there about a fund that they're aware of, and it's it's a fund that people can generate or um, donate to um, to help musicians that are struggling because we have an entire community of. Uh, talented people that are out of work I mean mm-hmm. essentially and there's, there's funds out there and they're being promoted they're being brought up to people's attention these are positive these are the positive things that you see you know on social media and you know mm. donating it, you can't you may not be able to walk across the street and give them a gallon of milk because they're afraid to open their door but you know um, if you can help them financially maybe that's one way you can
5: help
1: yeah, it's uh, it's such a, a crazy time. Such a crazy time. I mean, hmm. I know we want to take a trip over to Europe here shortly. And, you know, we're worried that we might not be able to because of this COVID scare and the whole thing about, you know, being quarantined for a while or, or whatnot. So, um I think my next thing, yeah, I I guess in growing these circles and growing these communities, it's it's dispelling the fear as well, because I I think that's a big thing we all recognize. Once we hang around with each other, it's like oh, I'm not getting sick. Oh, I feel comfortable, or you know, it's the walls start to come down as we you know we don't as. I guess the big thing I'm trying to say is. To kind of get off of social media as much as you possibly can, and be come more with your community, as you're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, like last night, you were sitting around a campfire.
2: A huge bonfire, yes. And you know, you know, it was it was fun. You know, people could sit as close or as far from people as they wanted. I saw someone in a mask. Nobody ridiculed them openly. I mean. <laughs> Although he did try to smoke a cigarette through it, which it's, was kind of comical but yeah um, but you know um
1: well you got to you got to commune with horses yes I you know it 's those kind of social things we have to do because we 're social creatures, mm-hmm. and it makes us feel better, and it makes everyone else feel better, you know um I guess. You know, Cat's looking at the clock a, a bit because we are running a little bit short on time. We've only got about three minutes here, so, and I'm very long-winded. So, Cat, I'm going to let you take it away. And it, it, what else would you like to say to these people? Uh, you know, I mean, come on, you got a lot to say.
2: No, I'm. That was my. That was my last point. I just, I, you know, I think we. That I would recommend the movie Thrive. Thrive mm-hmm. 2. If you get a chance to see it, see it. It is. Um. It is very revealing of some things that we just don't even know are going on around us in a very big way. I mean, it's, it just—it it happens so slowly and so insidiously, and all of a sudden we are in this very interesting predicament at this very moment in our history, human history. And um, if you get a chance to check it out, check it out, and um, we'd love to hear what you think of it if you do.
1: It's uh, it, it's pretty cool because uh, Foster Gamble, who's from
2: Proctor Gamble
1: from Procter and Gamble, he and his wife are the ones that do this and mm-hmm. they you know I've noticed this with uh, with other um, other f- big money people like the the son of Johnson and Johnson put out a documentary as well. Kind of went against his family completely be like, this isn't working folks. You know, and his family's going shh we're making a lot of money. Don't don't make waves, whatever you do. And here's Foster Gamble and his wife. They've taken all the resources from Procter and Gamble, their family, and dumped it into research on all kinds of stuff, you know.
2: Yeah, well they could see that on this planet we are we are not thriving medically or you know, uh, health-wise, uh, financially. We, we have a big planet and lots of resources. Why are lo- some people thriving off the off the charts and other people struggle, 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 struggle? So, That's
1: know. right. So go see that movie, Thrive, Thrive 2. This is David Reed Watson and Kat. We're right here on Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday night, right? Yep. See ya. Bye.